Good morning, everybody, and welcome. I decided to bring along my security blanket with me here today, just to, just to, just for the sake of it. Anyway, you may recall that um, the first reading is from the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah was writing about 500 years before the time of Christ. And he's one of the sort of famous prophets in the Old Testament. And it's interesting how he, this reading is a beautiful reading. It's interesting how he starts it. He says, you dupe me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You are too strong for me and you triumph. In other words, that's a lament. It's a lament from Jeremiah. And in essence, he's saying that um, the Lord has sort of uh, has, uh, overcome him. So what, what's going on here? What, what's, what's his problem? Well, as I say, Jeremiah was a prophet. And the prophet's message was never easy. It was a message that people didn't need to hear. And not long did they not need to hear it. But uh, he, became, he became for the people a sort of an object of derision. So in essence, as he presented this very strong, powerful message, they in turn made fun of him and even arrested him at one stage. This is what he says. He says, all day I am an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. The word of the Lord has brought me derision and reproach all day. And so what was his decision? He says, I said to myself, I will not mention him. I will speak in his name no more. So he was ready to quit, okay? He says, I'm not going to do this. It's too, it's too darn hard. But then all of a sudden, uh, uh, but then he says, it becomes like a fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I cannot endure it. So in other words, he's sort of, he's so on fire uh, as he sort of laments the fact that he doesn't want to do this anymore. He experience, experiences the fire of the Lord in his heart. Consequently, it's almost as if he can no longer say no. So we have the same kind of experience uh, in uh, the Gospel of uh, St. Luke, um, the road to, to Emmaus. Two disciples going along the road, they're joined by a third person. And after a while, this third person, who is a stranger, starts to talk to them about scripture. And he explains to them everything that happened regarding himself. Then that uh, may a meal together in an inn, at which time he uh, broke bread. And then the, the two disciples on their way back to, to, to Jerusalem, they said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us as we walked along the road and as he explained the scripture to us. So there again, you have that burning of your heart, okay? Sort of the fullness, the fullness of God's love and God's life in, in your life. And then we have the other extreme, we have the other extreme here in the, in the psalm today, uh, where the psalmist, this is Psalm 63, which you just heard. 
where the psalmist says, O God, you are my God, whom I seek. For you my flesh pines, and my soul thirsts like the earth, parched, lifeless, and without water. So at the other end of the spectrum, you have the psalmist who desperately, desperately desires this kind, this kind of intimacy with the Lord. So as we think of those two, two extremes, perhaps it's appropriate that we think about ourselves, okay? And, you know, we're all here at Mass, we're here to meet the Lord. But to what extent, to what extent are we like the psalmist? To what extent are we, are we thirsting? Are we really thirsting for the Lord's love and the Lord's presence in our lives? And indeed, how, we, how do we expect it to happen? How do, we, how do we become more intimate with the Lord uh, as we journey through life? And certainly, like 30, 20, 30, 40 years ago, if I was asked that question, I would probably have said, well, we do it by, by our involvement in the church, by saying our prayers, by going to Mass on a Sunday, and by getting involved in a variety of different ministries. But the older I get, the more I realize that's not the whole issue. And uh, it's not for me, and hopefully it's not for you as well. So how do we experience that depth of the Lord's presence in our lives? So we think about another event in Scripture. It's actually in chapter 10, chapter 10 of St. Luke's Gospel, uh, verse uh, 33 and following, where Jesus uh, paid a visit to two ladies, Martha and Mary. And we're told that Martha was busy with the details of hospitality, while Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. And obviously Martha wasn't too happy with the fact that uh, Mary wasn't helping out. So she says to the Lord, she says, Lord, are you not, are you not uh, aware of the fact that Mary is not helping me here? Tell her to assist me. And I think uh, uh, the Lord's response is very instructive. The Lord says, he says, Martha and Martha, he says, you are busy and upset about many things. One thing only is necessary, and Mary has chosen the better part. So you say, well, what is that better part that the Lord talks about? Well, the Lord, uh, that better part really is sort of sitting quietly at the feet of Jesus, contemplating the Lord himself. And in a sense, if you want to grow in your faith, then I think we all need to do that. So it's not just enough to be active in ministry. It's not just enough to say your prayers. We need to spend time in contemplation. And that time could be, uh, could be in our own homes, like 25 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. It could be here in the church. It could be visiting the Blessed Sacrament. It could be a variety of different ways in which we do it. But if you indeed uh, wish to grow in your relationship with him, it is vital, of vital importance that you spend that time. Because the bottom line, of course, is, you know, to know the Lord, to experience his love, uh, to uh, live in union with him is extremely, extremely challenging. You know, sometimes we're inclined to, we're inclined to look upon the Lord if he's sort of a, another one of us. And of course we know, we know deep down that's not true. That uh, we're never fully, 
in our lifetime, we never fully appreciate who the Lord is. We're never, never, never fully converted to him because of the immensity of who he is. So the bottom line, the bottom line is time spent with the Lord is time well spent. Time west, wasted with the Lord is time well spent. There's a little statement here in the, in, the, in the second reading today that says, do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It seems to me that if we spend quality time with the Lord, we will not conform ourselves uh, to, to, the, to this present age. Rather, we'll be, the more we, time we spend with the Lord, the more we not just appreciate his love, also we appreciate his mindset. And we find that uh, as we spend time with him, we begin, to, we begin to think in union with him also. So as we, as we, um, as we uh, journey about our day, what we find is that our, our confirmation will not be, uh, conforming will not be to the world, but rather to the Lord himself. And the final point then concerns this statement, which we've heard millions of times, it's very challenging, but because we hear it so often, it tends to just go right over our heads. But it says the following, whoever wishes, Jesus says to the people of his time, he says to us, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Well, again, I think that if you are in communion with the Lord, then it makes that, it makes that uh, statement a lot easier. Because if we are commun in communion with him, then we know him, we know what this is about, and we know that in and through his death on the cross, uh, it's a great sacrifice. He appreciates all the sacrifices which, which we attempt to live in our lives. And we know that in all our, in all our lives, that uh, somewhere along the line, we're all going to be confronted with some very difficult situation. Or we think of the people in New Orleans at the moment, or not New Orleans, in Louisiana, they're, what they're dealing with. Or we think about people who, who are dying at the moment, or many of you here who, the, whose spouses have died or are sick at the moment. You realize that life, life is, full, is full of challenges. And the question which emerges is, how do we deal with the challenges that confront us? And, Many times we tend to get angry, we tend to get resentful, or whatever. But if we're really, if we're really, if our minds are in conformity with the mind of the Lord Himself, then certainly I think uh, any sacrifice is made a lot easier. And as we as we attempt to live in union with Him, then we can be quite sure that He will assist us every step along the way. Amen.